Hey everyone, Davolo here, and well, I can't lie to you, I'm still left in like absolute shock after what happened throughout this arc. I had to like try and physically hold myself back from continuing past the 40th chapter, which I've completely and utterly failed in. But moving on, this arc here is the fourth installment in Tatsuki Fujimoto's story, and like the main character Denji, we finally come face to face with another half-devil human hybrid, which results in some truly hair-raising moments. The battles in this story all multiply in its intensity and it really starts giving us a true insight into how broken our souls will be by the time that we actually finish the series. So grab some melons and sit back as we go over the one and only Katana Man arc of Chainsaw Man. As per usual though, all you lovely humans, make sure you grab a baseball bat and start back alley basing up that like button for me. Plus, if you are new around here and want to watch more anime explain content just like this, then make sure to follow through with that bat on the subscribe button. But anyway, enough of that, let's get into Chainsaw Man. While in a ramen shop, Denji, Hameno, Aki and Power all eat. Meanwhile, various 4th Division agents from the previous night's drinking attend to their duties in various locations throughout the city. As they do, all the civilians around them pull out guns and gunshots are heard ringing out. The group inside the ramen shop hears the gunshots, but they assume that they're merely drum beats. A stranger on the table next to them then speaks up, insulting the quality of the ramen. Denji and Power are both offended by this, and the man comments on the pair's unrefined palate, remarking that those who do not eat much in their youth gain a poor sense of taste. Sensing something wrong, Aki asks to leave. The man continues though, discussing his beloved grandfather, whom would often spoil him. He then reveals his grandfather to be the old man who was possessed by the zombie devil. He accuses Denji of the old man's death before stating, the gun devil wants your heart. He pulls out a gun and shoots Denji in the head before shooting Hamino in the chest and Aki in the arm. Before he can continue though, power punches him, knocking the gun out of his hand. Aki then summons the fox devil to devour the man. He then worriedly looks at Denji's unmoving body as well as Hamino's critically injured state. The fox devil then suddenly informs him that the man was neither human nor devil before it is torn apart from the inside. The man re-emerges, revealing himself to be a devil-human hybrid fused with the katana devil. Aki orders power to stop Hamino's bleeding as he pulls out his sword. Aki unleashes his sword, and Power is surprised to see that it resembles a nail rather than a blade. Katana Man starts swinging at him, but Aki dodges before readying his blade. As he shouts fire, an off-panel devil is shown flicking the nail's point into the Katana Man. A disembodied mouth is then seen, sounding the number 3. Katana Man hesitates before swinging again. Aki once again dodges, shouting fire once more and piercing the Katana Man again. Again, the disembodied voice speaks, saying the number 2. Aki makes a final lunge, piercing the katana man's belly, and the voice states, 1. The katana man knocks Aki back, showing confusion over Aki's plan. Aki, however, calls the devil out to finish him, revealing it to be the cursed devil. As the devil states, 0, a massive, disembodied hand is shown to grab the katana man. He briefly expresses shock before being torn limb from limb by the giant skeletal devil. He falls to the floor, unconscious and bleeding profusely. Aki calls out to Power, who recommends getting Hamino a doctor. Aki is shocked by the use of a gun and the man's ominous statement regarding the gun devil. Suddenly, a young woman appears, commenting on the cursed devil's power. As Aki asks whether she is working with the katana man, she steps forward and picks him back up. The girl named Sawatari asks the katana man why he lost, to which he ashamedly responds, he let down his guard. She orders him to kill the group quickly, 
leading the katana man to lunge forward at Aki. Before he can respond, his chest is suddenly slashed by the katanas. Aki, heavily injured by the attack, falls to the floor. Sawataru comments on how the wounds are likely non-fatal due to the Devil Hunter's suits being reinforced. Himeno tells Power to forget her and help Aki, however Power refuses, believing herself to be far outmatched. Himeno attempts to summon the Ghost Devil, but it refuses out of fear of Sawatari. As a last resort to save Aki, Himeno offers her everything to the Ghost Devil. The Devil's grimace quickly turns to a smile as its true giant form is revealed. The Ghost Devil attacks the Katana Man. With each attack, Himeno loses more of her body. As she does this, she thinks about Aki and remarks on how unusual it is that he was still able to cry, as most Devil Hunters grow emotionally stunted over time. As Aki looks at her, she tells him not to die as she wants someone to be able to cry over her death. Sawatari summons the Snake Devil, ordering it to devour the Ghost Devil. It does, leaving nothing left of Himeno aside from her clothes. Sawatari and the Katana Man turn to Denji, stating that their goal is to take his heart. As they say this, the Ghost Devil's dying hand is seen floating towards Denji's body. It pulls the cord on his chest, reawakening and transforming him into his chainsaw form. Though he is confused by the current situation, he instantly recognizes the Katana Man and Sawatari as enemies, excitedly charging at them, stating that he loves bad guys as no one cares how he brutally kills them. Sawatari, noting she is missing fingernails, calls for backup over a walkie-talkie. She looks at Aki, who is in shock over Hamino's fate. Denji and the Katana Man continue fighting, with the Katana Man showing the ability to slash large areas with a single strike. Two backup agents arrive, firing guns at Denji. Though he is shot, he is able to knock both down and takes one as a hostage. Angrily, the Katana Man slices through both of them, cutting them in half at a speed Denji was unable to register. Picking up Denji's top half, the Katana Man orders the other agents to get to a car, remarking that the other members of the 4th Division are likely dead due to their human vulnerability to guns. The scene cuts, showing the corpses of Arai, Fushi, Hamino, Makima, and the two other hunters who were at the drinking party. In Makima's train carriage, the assassins plan to blend in with the civilians. However, they are interrupted by Makima standing up, who has somehow miraculously survived. At the station, two hunters, Kuroz and Tendo, wait. They are shocked to hear news of Makima's death before seeing her step out of the train in front of them. Makima informs them of the attack as they remark on the similar attacks in Tokyo. They note the blood on her clothes, but she tells them that she was not hit during the gunfight as she dodged every bullet. Inside the train, we find the bodies of the train assassins, each of them with gaping holes in their chests. Moving forward, Makima theorizes that the gun agents are going after Denji. She orders Kuroz and Tendo to find her a shrine with a high elevation, and 30 criminals with life sentences, as well as a change of clothes. Elsewhere, the gun agents begin to move Denji's top half into a car. As they do, one begins to sweat, remarking how strange she feels. In an instant, he is flattened by an invisible force, horrifying his compatriots. Panicked, Sawatari calls to Team E, asking them to confirm Makima's death with C-Team. An E-Team agent responds, commenting that they've lost contact with C-Team. However, he is too flattened mid-sentence. Elsewhere, at the shrine, Makima enacts a ritual. Tendo and Kuroz, as well as 30 prisoners, are blindfolded. 
Tendo informs Kuroz that due to her high ranking, the nature of the devil Makima has a contract with is kept classified. Makima orders a prisoner to say the name Mishima Shuzo. He complies. The gun agent named Mishima Shuzo is instantly flattened afterwards. The prisoner then falls dead. As Makima instructs the next prisoner to say another name, and so on and so on, throughout the entire country, multiple gun agents are constantly flattened. Suddenly, Makima stops. Makima instructs Kuroz and Tendo to take off their blindfolds, telling them that she has done all she can do from their current location. Panicked at the situation and people dying around her, Sawatari orders the katana man to move Denji before Makima can interfere further. As he does, he suddenly sees a figure moving towards them, which is Kabini clutching a knife. A flashback shows that whilst on duty together, Arai was shot by an elderly gun agent. In his last moments, he threw himself in front of Kabini, shielding her from being killed as well. Kabini asks Sawatari and the Katada man whether they are gun agents, and unnerved, Sawatari summons the snake devil's tail to attack her. She swiftly dodges it though before running along its body towards the pier. Before the Katada man can shoot at her, she deftly slices his arm off, grabs the gun and shoots him in the back. She then turns her aim to Sawatari. Sawatari fires at her, but she uses Denji's reinforced chainsaw head to deflect the bullet. Sawatari grabs the katana man and drags him into the car, driving away. Kumini looks down at Denji's unconscious torso and apologizes for trying to kill him in the past. She slowly begins to laugh, growing slowly hysterical as she remembers Arai's dead body, before deciding she plans to tell Hamino that she quits. At a similar time, arriving in Tokyo, Makima is greeted by Madoka. He informs her that almost every agent in divisions 1 through 4 were killed. He states that the orders from the top of the organizations are that all divisions will be merged and placed under Makima's control. The news causes her to smile calmly. Madoka, anticipating a coming conflict, quits on the spot. As he leaves, he asks Makima one more thing. How much of the events she had anticipated, but she merely responds that she is unable to share classified details with a civilian. Awakening in a hospital bed, Aki turns to see Denji and Power at his bedside. Reading manga and arguing over apples, Aki asks who of the 4th division survived, with Denji responding that only Kabini and Madoka made it, but Madoka had instantly quit. Denji and Power then turn to leave, as they were summoned by Makima. However, noting Aki's quiet despondence, Denji leaves him an apple. Now alone in his room, Aki unsheaths the cursed sword and asks the cursed devil how long he has to live. It responds that he has two years. Aki then picks up a cigarette. However, remembering Hamino, he drops it and breaks down crying. Outside the room, Denji looks through the window, hoping to collect the manga that he had left in there. He begins to walk away, before suddenly realizing that despite his attachment to Hamino, her death has not caused her to cry or feel any real sadness. He thinks back to the sadness he felt after Pochita's death and realizes that neither power nor Aki's death would make him cry. He thinks that even if Makima were to die, though he would be depressed for a short while, he would get over it surprisingly quick. Troubled by these thoughts, he wonders if giving his heart to a devil truly robbed him of his humanity. Resolving not to think about such depressing topics, he and Power leave to meet with Makima. As they do, Tendo and Kuroz enter Aki's room to instruct him regarding the changes to the 4th division. 
Meanwhile, Makima explains to Denji and Power that the Bureau believes enemy forces are targeting Denji specifically. As such, they have prepared a training course for the two of them. She begins to introduce them to Kashibe, but is interrupted by him. He asks them of their thoughts when their comrades died, to which they state that they pretty much felt nothing. He then asks them of their desire for revenge, which they both rebuff. Lastly, he asks them whether they're loyal to humans or devils, to which they both respond, whomever will give them the best deal. Hearing this, Kishibe expresses a satisfaction with their responses. He steps forward and puts his arms around Denji and Pao's shoulders, stating that their training has started. Makima turns to leave as Kashibe explains that he is a devil hunter working with a special first division and asks that they call him master. He then informs the pair that he enjoys booze, women and killing devils before he begins to calmly choke the two of them then snap their necks. Kashibe drops power and Denji to the floor explaining that their basic body structures are identical to humans and as such he snapped their necks paralyzing them. He then gives them blood, explaining that unlike humans, it is all they need to recover from most of their injuries. Kishibe explains that he is the strongest devil hunter, and as such, he believes that in order to train the two of them, they need to reach a point where they can beat him in a confrontation. Denji and Power move towards him, preparing to fight. However, Kashibe swiftly stabs Denji in the head and back before slitting Power's throat. He comments on the inhuman intuition to try and attack him without a moment of hesitation. He states that since he was a child, he always hoped for a toy that wouldn't break, before promising to turn the pair into the baddest of the badasses. Meanwhile, in his hospital bed, Aki is surprised to find he is unable to summon Khan. Kuro's remarks that the devil is likely angry for being killed and as such likely to never respond to him again. Tendo asks of Aki's lifespan after using the cursed devil but he interrupts and asks of their intentions with him. They reveal that due to the worsening of the devil crisis and massive losses to the organization, the bureau intended to request he makes a deal with a massively powerful devil to help gain an advantage. They then give him the choice to quit and live in a more peaceful life, however, he refuses. Seeking revenge against the gun devil for killing his family and the gun agents for killing Hamino. As Kuro's and Tendo leave, an unseen woman enters, surprising Haki. That night, Kashibe decides to stop the training so that he can go home and sleep. Denji collapses from exhaustion as Power gives him some of her blood to heal him. The pair walk home, bloodied and tattered. Power comments on how Denji likely died 20 times and she was knocked unconscious the same amount. The two consider running away, with Denji noting that fighting without enjoying himself is the worst. Suddenly, Power suggests that rather than using brute force, they try and outsmart Kashibe, causing the pair to grow excited and remark that they feel smarter already. Kashibe walks towards Denji and Power's apartment, annoyed at them for being late to training. From inside, Power smells his presence as the pair now, wearing glasses, move to put their super genius strategy into action. Power thrusts a spear of blood through the door, however, Kashibe intuitively dodges it. On the floor above, the pair had placed bottles of blood, which Power uses to spear through the ceiling above Kashibe. Again, Kashibe blocks and dodges them. However, Denji drops down behind him quietly, hoping to hit him with an axe. However, Kashibe swiftly kicks him in the head, knocking him down without even looking. 
Kashibe commends them for their attempt, stating, It was their best yet, but points out that the pair were weakened by Power's massive loss of blood and Denji's inability to predict attacks. He tells them that they are done for the day. However, as Denji begins to relax, he flings a knife at him, warning the duo that Prey shouldn't trust what a hunter says. Meanwhile, Kuro's and Tendo take Aki to the Bureau's Devil Holding Facility. They remind him that making a contract with these devils will entail heavy losses. However, it will ultimately protect him in the coming conflicts. Kuros asks about the girl who visited him in the hospital, to which Aki reveals that she was Hamino's younger sister. She gave him a number of letters Hamino had written over the years, many of which discussed him. In one highlighted passage though, we see that Hamino had asked, is there anything that I can do to get Aki to quit? Which is something that shakes him to his core. As they reach a chamber, Kuros reveals that they intend for Aki to make a contract with the future devil. They remark on two previous agents who made a contract with it, one who gave up half of their lifespan and the other who gave up both of their eyes as well as their sense of taste and smell. Aki then enters the room and sees a humanoid, tree-like future devil emerge from the shadows. As it repeats the phrase constantly, the future is best. The future devil repeats phrases such as the future rules and requests that Aki repeat them as well. Aki states his intention of making a contract annoying the devil. The devil requests to read Aki's future by placing his head in his chest cavity. As he complies, the devil begins giggling profusely and agrees to the contract on the condition that he can live in his right eye. Aki is shocked by the easiness of the request, however, the devil mockingly informs him that it wants to see his future with its own eyes as he will die in the worst way possible. It asks if he wants to know how he will die, however, Aki refuses before agreeing to the contract, unfazed at all. Meanwhile, Denji and Power lay Beeson on a floor. Kashibe comments on their improvements and informs them that their training will become weekly instead of daily. He warns them to keep a cool head and remain aware of their surroundings before informing them that the new 4th division will be hunting Sawatari and the Katana Man. Kashibe informs them that if the mission fails, the 4th division will be shut down and he'll be forced to kill them. Denji happily remarks though that if they were to fight, he'd spare Kashibe as thanks for making him stronger and moving him closer to the goal of dating Makima. Later, Kashibe sits down to drink with Makima. He remarks his unhappiness with the continuing Denji and Power's training due to his growing attachment towards them. He then questions Makima on her pre-existing knowledge of the attacks, remarking that as long as she's on humanity's side, he'll look the other way. Makima states her goal as being to save as many people as possible and increase the prestige of the 4th division. Kashibe considers this before calling her a liar. Makima smiles eerily in response. In an office building, the gun agents reconvene, planning to put their leader into hiding. Sawatari points out the pointlessness of hiding given Makima's power. Hearing this, the katana man agrees, intending to kill Denji with his own hands. Sawatari reveals the group's ultimate weapon, a cluster of zombies left over by the zombie devil. Elsewhere, in a car as they drive Aki back home, Kuroz asks him of his intention to kill the gun devil. He states his annoyance, commenting on the ridiculous notion that a normal person like Aki could make any kind of impact. Aki responds though that whilst the goal is unrealistic, he requires an unrealistic outlook to make progress. 
Crows tosses him a cola, saying that though such an outlook irritates him, he'll still support it. Meanwhile, Makima meets with a Yakuza boss. He explains that though the gun agents are members of his organization, he does not condone their actions. He elaborates that the factions were influenced by Sawatari, who had had them make small deals with the gun devil, paying money for guns and ammunition. Makima requests the names of every Yakuza member who contacted the gun devil, both within the boss's group and his rivals. However, the boss refuses, explaining that such a betrayal would cause all-out gang warfare, resulting in foreign mafias invading Japan. He then calls the Devil Hunters idiots without any real education, causing his compatriots to laugh at Makima. Makima, though, places a small bag on the table. She explains, as the man looks within it, that the eyeballs are from all of the family members of every person in this room. As the boss looks in horror, Makima offers to return them to their owners in return for his cooperation. A Yakuza grunt swings at her, however he immediately collapses with blood pouring from his face. Meanwhile, the special forces of the bureau prepare to storm the gun agent's building. Inside, Sawatari talks to the katana man, reaffirming their plan to kill as many devil hunters as possible and steal Denji's heart. Kishibe orders the hunters to storm the building as a pack of zombies lie in wait. Below them, Kishibe introduces himself to the second division leader, Furuno, and police officer Shina, who are in charge of locking down the building. He gives a rundown of the various non-human members of the special fourth division. Inside the building, the shark thing, Beam, appears and begins devouring the zombies. In his frenzy, he accidentally bites the violence fiend, who knocks him down before apologizing. Attacking more zombies, the violence fiend notices a woman nearby and warns her to stay away, before realizing that she is also a devil, and is in fact, the spider devil. She stands up and decapitates a zombie, whose head falls at the feet of the angel devil, who begins eating away at the bodies. Aki appears and begins cutting through the zombies. The angel devil asks Aki for a handkerchief to clean up some blood before explaining to him that he absorbs others' lifespans through touch, and is surprised at how close Aki has gotten. A gunman suddenly appears and tries shooting at the two, but the angel deflects the bullets and Aki stabs him. Aki continues on his own, eventually coming face to face with Sawatari. She uses her snake devil to release the ghost devil, which is now subservient to her. Aki moves forward, deflecting most of the ghost devil's attacks with the future devil's future sight. However, he is quickly overwhelmed by the many arms of the ghost devil and is soon being strangled by the creature. In a flashback, he remembers an early meeting with Himino, in which she offered him a cigarette. However, once she realizes that he's underage, she takes it back and promises him to give it back to him when he really needs to rely on something. In the present, Aki looks up having been released from the ghost devil's grasp. From amongst its mass, Himeno's right arm reaches out, holding a cigarette. Taking it, Aki sees the words, Easy, Revenge, written across it. Taking a deep breath, he steps forward, remembering Himeno's revise. He reflects that the ghost devil is blind and senses its surroundings based on fear. Remaining calm, Aki climbs atop it before promising Himeno that he'll die soon. Then, he decapitates the ghost devil. A shocked Sawatari moves to summon the snake devil, but is stopped by Kabini holding a knife to her throat. Aki orders Kabini not to kill her. He then asks Kabini why she didn't quit the bureau, to which she awkwardly responds that she was close to earning her bonus. Denji and Power then arrive in the headquarters using an elevator. 
Power begins, chomping on a severed zombified hand, disgusting Denji and causing the two to scuffle. As they argue, the elevator doors open, revealing a swarm of zombies in front of them. Due to the zombies not noticing them, Denji recommends they stay quiet and utilize the element of surprise. Power however begins yelling loudly, challenging the zombies to combat. Power bravely steps forward and begins fighting as a bewildered and annoyed Denji remains in the elevator. Believing Denji is still watching her, Power easily slashes away through dozens of hulking zombies, boasting that she is the strongest there is. As Denji's elevator arrives on the highest floor, he prepares to pull his chainsaw's cord. The door opens and he sees the Katana Man alongside a pair of gun agents. The Katana Man asks him to pause so he can ask a few questions. He explains the group's desire for compensation over the old man's death, with Denji frustratedly explaining that the old man was zombified when the devil killed him. However, he doesn't believe this. Instead, the Katana Man asks Denji whether he truly felt nothing when killing the zombies, reminding him that they used to be humans. Denji though repeats that he felt nothing. The Katana Man then reveals that despite giving his heart to a devil, unlike Denji, he still feels guilt over killing zombies, explaining that Denji is the only devil-human hybrid without a sense of conscience. He requests Denji to accept his death as a form of mercy killing, but Denji casually responds that he doesn't want to, and an irritated Katana Man takes off his hand and begins to transform in front of him. The two, now transformed, crash through a wall and begin falling towards the streets below. The Katana Man and Denji, still in combat, continue falling. As Denji is pushed away, he falls and lands atop a moving train. Readjusting, he is able to block an attack from the still falling Katana Man which sends them crashing into a crowded carriage. As floods of passengers flee, a voiceover announces the train is coming to an emergency stop. Denji notices a remaining passenger, an injured woman, lying on the floor. As the Katana Man launches an attack, Denji blocks it, protecting the woman, but losing his arm in the process. The woman runs away, as Denji angrily shouts that they should ban that move. The Katana Man then attacks again, slicing off Denji's other arm. He then demands that as long as Denji can no longer fight, he should apologize for killing the old man and accept death. However, Denji refuses, stating that as long as he has his chainsaw on his head, he can still fight. The two clash again, however, the impact causes the blade on Denji's chainsaw head to shatter. The Katana Man again demands an apology in return for a swift death. But this time, Denji reveals that the Katana Man was so distracted with anger that he didn't notice being sliced in half by Denji's leg. The Katana Man, now revealed to have been split vertically, reacts with a moment of surprise before his body completely falls apart into a mass of blood and organs. Watching, Denji repeats the words told to him by Kashibe. Prey should never trust what a hunter says. A little while later, and now outside the stopped train, the Katana Man, now reverted to human form and wearing nothing but underwear, awakens next to the train, bound by a set of chainsaw blades. A shirtless Denji stands over him, expressing his surprise over his speedy recovery. An infuriated Katana Man threatens to kill him, but Denji rebuffs it, calling him a loser. Denji states that he is waiting for the police to come and arrest him. However, he notes that he is unwilling to accept the Katana Man merely facing imprisonment after being responsible for Hamino's death. As Aki arrives, Denji announces he's planning a tournament as revenge. Denji asks Aki if he'd like to join in on the tournament, stating that he shot Hamino. 
so his punishment should be nut shots. He then reveals the rules of his tournament, taking it in turns to kick the katana man in his testicles, with whomever can make him scream the loudest before the police arrive being crowned the winner. Loudly sighing, Aki states it's not their job to torture him, and Himeno would be unhappy with such actions. However, after looking at the cigarette he was given by the ghost devil, he rolls up his sleeves and asks about the reward for the winner. Denji responds that they get to keep the remains of his testicles. Somewhere across the city, the remaining gun agents are rounded up while the angel devil looks into the distance. The scene returns to the katana man screaming in pain as Aki and Denji excitedly beat into him. As he kicks him, Aki thinks of Himeno, stating that his screams of pain are their requiem for her. Elsewhere, Makima reports the events of the day to the bureau. They question why the gun agents desired Denji's heart, but Makima reveals that the snake devil killed Sawatari before she could be questioned, likely as a part of their contract. Makima reveals though that with the gun devil's fragments they've collected from the gun agents, they have a mass large enough to begin indicating the location of the gun devil. That night, Denji has a dream of standing in front of a door. He notes that the dream is reoccurring. From the other side, an eye looks in as Pachita's voice repeats his name. Happily, Denji asks Pachita to enter so he can pet him. However, Pachita ominously tells him to never open this door. Denji then awakens in a cold sweat. He looks over and sees Aki and Power napping beside him. Power is reawakened by Denji's shouts, sitting up and revealing that she has grown several new horns. Commenting on them, Power responds by punching him. The knock is powerful enough to send him flying across the room and surprise the both of them. Later on, while observing Power's new enlarged horns, Makima informs Denji that she has ingested too much blood from the zombies, and requires some to be drained in order to decrease her strength to make her less unruly. Denji agrees, causing Power to nervously sweat. Makima reveals that whilst Power is busy, he has been partnered with a shark fiend called Beam. Beam then suddenly appears from the floor, attempting to hug Denji, but a surprise Denji knocks him down. Makima states that Beam has a distinct fondness for Denji and has promised to follow any of his orders. Noting Denji is in a bad mood, Makima invites him out on a date. The next day, Denji excitedly waits for her to arrive, arriving several hours early. Makima also shows up early and reveals that the pair are going to have a movie marathon at a local cinema, non-stop until midnight. During the first film, Denji notes that he isn't laughing with the rest of the audience. Looking at Makima, he sees that she is not laughing either. After the film, Makima briefly critiques it, commenting on the plot and cinematography. The pair attend the next film, and Denji again notices that he and Makima are the only ones not reacting to the film. Again, as the film ends, Makima critiques it. The cycle continues throughout the day, with Denji growing continuously bored. Before they enter the final film, Denji comments that none of the films had any impacts on him, commenting that he may just not really get films. Makima responds that she is the same, however, the very few that she did react to changed her life. As they view the next film, Denji is shocked to find himself crying at a seemingly trivial scene. Looking at Makima, he sees she is also silently crying. The two then leave the cinema in good spirits, talking about how they enjoyed the last film. Denji questions Makima as to whether she believes he has a heart, and in response, she leans in and listens to his heartbeat, before telling him that he certainly does. She smiles and walks away, leaving Denji blushing in the middle of the street.
Well, I guess that brings us to the end of part four of Tatsuki Fujimoto's Chainsaw Man. Obviously, this part of the story has like completely and utterly exploded in just death and destruction and what the fuck is actually going on right now. Where is Hamino, man? Like, she just disappeared. Like, I don't even know what to kind of take from that entire situation. I'm in the same state Arky was, just crying in a, crying in a bed the whole time. Like, the whole time. This is exactly how I'm feeling right now after this arc. Like, what the is Makima? How, how has she dodged all of these bullets on the train? Like, I'm trying to understand right now. What in the world is going on? So I can't wait to finally get into this next arc. If you guys can hear, there's a chainsaw in the background. So, you know, like, I thought, I thought it'd be different, come outside and everything, but some fucking kids decided to in the middle of nowhere start using his chainsaw to cut down trees near a river but I you know I guess I can't do too much about that I hope you guys have enjoyed the video obviously uh, it's taken me a little bit longer to put this one together than I would have liked uh, which is probably going to be the case with the next up and coming arcs as well as they just gradually get longer uh, these last three arcs here so I I'm super excited to finally be able to read the bomb girl or bomb devil arc now um, as far as I know I think a fucking possum just ran down a tree over there. I heard something. I'd, honestly, there's so much noise out here. I really thought it was going to be quiet and real peaceful and we could chill out and I could do my outro here and stuff, but it's kind of just, kind of just But anyway, if you guys have enjoyed the video, make sure you uh, leave a like on it. And if you are new around here, make sure you also hit that subscribe button as it really helps out with pushing my stuff to a bunch of new amazing people. But anyway, enough of that. For now, it's been your professional degenerate, Devolo, and I will see you all in a bit. Bye.